are the gentlemen advancing the melody. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother J, brother J, brother J, we got a special, lovely guest. Yes, sir. Always, back in the building. It's always good when we can have friends We have and company, family, man. You know, we, we got company. Yeah, we don't. We don't get company all the time, man, but most of our company end up staying. So uh, this this guest, this guest never took her feet off the couch. <laughs> she been here. She been here before, man. She been here before. And so um, today we have my sister, my friend. She is a consultant. She is a coach. She is just all around dopeness from head to toe, man. She's a Amazon best-selling author, uh-huh. uh, contributing to the books, leading through the pandemic and significant women leaders reveal what matters most. She is just one of my oldest and dearest friends. And for all of the village that says, yo, um, you know, I, I know I said you can't have like a platonic friend, you know what I'm saying? Like she is like truly one of my dopest friends period but she is one of the very very few women in my life that i call friend and i love her so much uh village welcome back to the game recognize game recognized game podcast miss shantae christian oh thank you i'm like with an intro like that what can i say what can i say other than thank you um, thank you for just allowing me to be a part of this journey with you all, because without you, I wouldn't have been able to even just create and start my own podcast, um, which is my best shift. No, um, shameless plug. Um, and I just being in the space of being able to create, um, opportunities for people and just to stay connected, right? Because, Kevin, one of your cousins is my engineer for the podcast. And I just believe in just keeping us as close as possible together. You know, it's not that many black people that went to Mason when we were there. So um, I'm just <laughs> truly thankful and grateful for that. Um, as Kevin mentioned, I am a two time international best selling Amazon Come author. I mean, just tell two. it like it is, man. Let's um, go. Just two. Um, chapter seven in both books, they are on um, digital, hard copy, softback, you name it, you can go get it. And all of the proceeds go to um, charity. So one of the dopest things about being a part of both of those projects is that none of us walked away with uh, any coins. We gave them all away to the people. So um, that's, that's something up. that's always near and dear to my heart. So yeah, but thank you for bringing me. That's what's up. Welcome. So, like, how has everybody been? We we are nearing the end of 2021. Um, it, compared to 2020, 2021 flew by. Um, but, you know, as you we look at the news, 2021 was like, <laughs> I ain't done yet. Um, so we got some things happening. But beyond everything that's happening all around us, how are you, what's happening within us and how, like, how are you making it? How are you managing self-care, all that good stuff? Wellness check. That's what we're doing. Wellness check. 
Hey, Brother Jay, man, you know, you hear it from me every week. I'm just taking it one day at a time, like a 12-step program. Okay. Um, that's all I can really do, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm learning to manage my expectations. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm learning about uh, boundaries. I'm learning more so about myself as far as like, like my tolerance level. Like, what's the real fine line of my tolerance level mm-hmm. of bullshit? You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm learning my limits because, uh, my limits were tested in 20 and 21. Um, but you know what? I kind of just threw caution to the wind this fall, man. And said, you know what? What's B is going to be, man. I got my, uh, I got my third, my third microchip, the version three pumped into my arm today. So, Hey man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to really, really be outside, man. Really, really be outside, outside. So other than that, I'm dope, man. I'm dope. Uh, that's what's oh, up. <laughs> I'll never be able to walk through TSA ever again. It's gonna start glowing green. Um, <laughs> you know, 2020 for me was a little different because I I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna take this opportunity and I'm putting my foot all the way down to the metal and I'm going hardcore. And in 2020, like I really went in on the unspoken truths, started writing a book and preparing for 2021. And then 2021 came and I thought it was a good idea to continue at that same pace. Um, and then finally, when I said, you know, no more to corporate in the way that I was operating in it, I was like, I'm tired. Like, I wanna just nap. And I had to get really okay with the fact of people being like, oh my God, you're not doing anything. Like I've been, I've been working kind of like around the clock, sleeping for two hours a day type of working. And I'm like, you don't understand that. You didn't see that, like just get me to where I'm at. And so I had to get okay with being okay with taking a break, right? And like, and not feeling guilty or feeling shamed by other people's perception of what they think I should be or shouldn't have been doing. And so that's something that really, resonated with me in 2021 especially the latter part um and going into 22 just given you know it is what it is i think that's a good place for all of us to be in right it is what it is there's 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 a limit to the things we can't control it's gonna be what it's gonna be whether i'm there or not and i remember my grandmother once said um tomorrow's still gonna be tomorrow whether i'm here to see it or not and I didn't really understand it at that tender age that she gave it to me. But now hindsight, like you're right. The sun is still going to shine, whether I'm, whether I'm here or not. Right. And Regardless, so, right. Yeah. Tomorrow going to be Friday. God, as old folks say, God willing and the Creek don't rise, but things keep moving. And mm-hmm. I think when we don't allow ourselves to get boggled down by things that we can't control, because we get lost in the control. And I think when we we release the desire to control things that are outside of our control, like we can breathe a lot easier. Hey man, you got and you got to take that breath too, man. Oh, like yeah, because you'll forget to breathe. Yeah, because you will legitimately forget to breathe because we've been running yeah. in autopilot. Yeah, and autopilot, like you you don't really remember to breathe on a normal basis, but sometimes you have to stop and actually. 
right? Just I, I yeah. cop I, I catch myself doing that often now. Like in the middle of a conversation, right before I cut somebody out, I'm just like <sighs> <laughs> That's the pause, man. It's, there's the power, power in the pause. pause. <laughs> it's power in the pause. <laughs> right? And, so and that- you know what it reminds me of, though? Like, so one of my grandmothers used to say, life is for the living. And so if you're not living, you're, you're, not, you're not breathing and you're not continuing mm-hmm. to be in space. And so it's something I keep saying. It's like, life is for the living. So I got to live my life because if I don't, whose life am I living? Yeah, that's good. I like that. I like yeah. that. So for tonight's conversation, and that was a good segue, some lessons that we've learned in our past, right? From some of our amazing teachers in our individual life's journey. What, you know, as we are approaching 2021 and, you know, I mean, 2022, sorry, as we are approaching the close of 2021, this is the time where people start to um, make plans or preparation for a new year. Some people look at the resolution, like, what do I want to do? Some people Think about one thing that they want to focus on and let that be the theme throughout the year. But as we close out the year and we prepare to um, meet the destiny of a new one, what are some things or some lessons that you um, feel that one, either you need to unlearn or that you feel people in general need to unlearn. And you can say people like the world, you can say people as in your village, your your circle, you can say people as in your community, whatever whatever you see, just like what are some lessons um that need to be unlearned? I know that was a heavy one. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you just I mean, come out the gate with it, right? You don't even warm you don't even warm it up. I thought that was the warm up. Mm-hmm. It's all nope. good. It's all good. <laughs> see what you did there. Um, I mean, honestly, man, for real, I would say to to go back to the the top of the question when you were talking about, uh, you know, how we want to close out the year. A lot of the same things that I worked on this year, I'm continuing that on into 2022 because I, I I've made progress, but it's not a finite destination. It hasn't been fulfilled yet. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, that's something that. Um, it was kind of a buildup to build up the tolerance and the patience and the necessary discipline and cadence to say, all right, well, if this is a goal, the goal likely will be difficult to achieve because it's something that you really, really want. And timing and barriers and challenges may uh, pop up along that journey this year and you failed and stumbled but at the same time, you still make progress. And so that's something that um, something that I guess I need to unlearn. And I think a lot of people have to unlearn is to um, it's OK to give yourself some some grace and to give yourself some credit as far as your accomplishments. You know, the, the, the no no uh, perfect, no organization, no successful business organization successful people in mind in general, right? They're never the apex of success when they start out, like ever. I mean, it's unrealistic. And so I think most people put that level of pressure and expectation on themselves though. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan lost to the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, why am I any different? 
And so it's really, it's really about progress, but I think people need to kind of unlearn, you know, this uh, kind of hold we want to have on ourselves. Well, man, you had a resolution, a, a goal in mind at the top of the year, December comes around, it's not done. So what, do you just say, forget it? You scrap it? Do you create a new goal, a new destination? Do you move the goalposts on yourself, which isn't fair, right? Or do you kind of stay the course? It's something, uh, Brother Jay, that we constantly say, slow motion is still motion. And sometimes the motion may not necessarily be um, as slow as you think it is. Mm. It's just not hyper- uh, it's not moving at that a hyper speed and kind of this pace of instant gratification that we are looking for. Yeah. And so for me, man, I think one of the pieces this year that I'm going to kind of just, I got, I'm, I'm comfortable at the speed that I'm going. I'm comfortable in the lane that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with the mode of transportation to get from point A to point B. And so I'm just going to ride it out because I'm, I know I'm not at my destination. It is something a, a mentor told, told me um, recently, actually. And he, he was saying, he was talking about successful businesses. And he says, you know, any, any business, any product, if you're the best, you're never going to be satisfied with the best. You have to be in a perpetual state of beta testing. Everything is a beta test. And so if that's the, if that's how success works, then how is it that I'm any different? That I, I can avoid the scrapes, the scars, the bruises, the bumps, the challenges, the barriers, and, you know, get through this process unscathed. It doesn't work that way. It hurts, but it's not realistic. So I think that's something that I, I need to just unlearn it and give myself more credit. But I, a lesson that I did learn in 2020 taught me that was like, yo, this thing ain't over t- <laughs> until it's over. Yes, sir. And so you got to you got to prepare for the marathon. Yeah, man. I think, you know, one of the things that, Kevin, when you were talking was triggering for me (laughs) is this space of one comparison, right? So, Mm -hmm. so many people compare, like, like when you talked about Michael Jordan, right? At the top of his career, and they just started playing ball, and they want to already be like Michael Jordan. Well, how much time and practice did he get to get there? You know what I mean? And so, it's like, give yourself the wins when you are there and in the trenches because he was there and in the trenches and you have to go put in the work behind it to be able to see your wins, right? And to be able to get to that level to say, damn, I made it. But when you comparing your A to his Z, it's gonna always look unkiltered. And I think that, you know, when we talk about lessons to unlearn, I, I really want people to unlearn that. Whatever that comparison is, that um and and is and then it's also walks along with perfectionism Mm. like people have this negative idea of perfectionism and something that i tell my clients all the time is regardless of your faith there's this person that allegedly walked with the earth that was the only perfect person and unless you are that person by the name of jesus then how do you expect to be perfect (laughs) you could do some things to get you really close to it but how is perfectionism serving you and if it's helping you get to your goal what you about? I, I would say for me, um, I, off the top of my head, I would say there's a few things that I've identified that I need to personally unlearn or that I have unlearned or I'm still in the process of unlearning. And I would say one of the major ones is the grind don't stop. 
that's something that I that I had to meet face to face and was like, nope, the grind doesn't stop, but I do. And stopping is never the finale. You stop to um you stop at a gas station when you run out of fuel. You you stop to get food at a drive through or a grocery store when there's in, there's things that you're in need of. And I recognize uh, Kevin and I talk about this all the time. I recognized in the middle of 2021 that I was tired. Like I was mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally exhausted. And so I stopped. What did I stop? I stopped everything. I disappeared. I stopped answering phone calls. I stopped communicating on social media. Um, I stopped entertaining foolish conversation. Anything that was taken away from me resting, I stopped. And I recognized that there was things that I was working on that I wanted to get finished by a certain time. I heard it in my voice like whenever you continue, the work will be there. And a delay is not a denial. So, right? So, like, it's okay to to stop. And I that's what I did. But like, brother Jay, that's the crazy part though. Every game has a halftime. Oh yes. And there's time. Every game for a has reason. an intermission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the timeouts for a reason. But I think full timeouts, short timeouts. We've been classically conditioned to think that we have to keep going until the whistle blows. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I didn't I, nigga, I was tired. Like I I didn't even want to talk to people. Like my therapist hit me up and I was like, Hey play, I'm going to hit you back later. <laughs> like I just like, she was like, I was just wondering you, you canceled the last two sessions. I was like, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to, to, to form complete sentences. I nigga was tired, exhausted. Right. And I stopped showing up to stuff. I stopped answering the phone. Like I would decide what I wanted to respond to. And I recognized that no, the grind doesn't stop, but there comes a time where I have to, if I want to be able to grind even more. Right. And, and so that's one thing that I, I'm still unlearning. I'm still unlearning because I used to constantly be busy. And whenever I had an opening in my calendar, it meant I wasn't doing enough. So I put something on my calendar, but no, now I am appreciating the rest. I'm telling people no. And the grind doesn't stop. You're right. But someone has to come in like that. I need a pitch hitter, right? I don't have a pitch hitter. Can't nobody do the dreams or the visions that were given to me because they weren't given to them, right? And even if I tell you what I need done, you're not going to do it the way it was downloaded to me. So pressing pause, knowing that there's power in the pause and to to remove other people's time clock on my personal journey. This is what you got to do. All that powerful. I I just had to, I had to stop, bro. Like, Cause I literally felt like I was losing control of the things that I could control. Like my sanity, um, patience. I didn't have it for anybody, not even children. And you know, I, uh, brother Jay, love the kids. I didn't want to see anybody. <laughs> love the kids. Right. A lot of kids. Right. I just, I just, I didn't have it in me. And so recognizing that the grind don't stop. Another one that I had to unlearn, um, is that be kind to, everyone and you're probably like why well why wouldn't you be kind to everyone because everyone really doesn't deserve your kindness now now hear me when i say 
to not be kind to everyone, that doesn't mean being ass to others, right? That just means everyone's not deserving of your energy. And so um, I was thinking of an interaction that I had in the grocery store. If you follow me on Facebook, you know about my Walmart Chronicles. Um, Why are you going to Walmart? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. It's convenient, right? Target's too far and I don't, I don't have the time, right? I told you I was tired. Well, you want me to drive extra? <laughs> you a better man than me, man. Mm-hmm. Target's I'm too far for delivery. Target won't deliver I'm to me. I'm too far. Still scarred at Walmart, man. I, three times a year. L- listen. <laughs> That's it. In the middle of a pandemic, you had to get it how you live it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so here I am, right? And a woman, I, I could tell she was having a bad day, but I also was having a bad day. And I was like, hmm. This is not going to end well if two bad days combined in aisle eight. Um, so I had to make the conscious decision. You know, I, as a child, I was taught, you know, someone does something, you turn the other cheek. Uh, right. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right. But I was like, ah, I've grown up and I've learned that two negatives multiplied by one another equal positive. Right. And so when you understand that yes, people are dealing with their own individual things. That doesn't mean that I have to be kind to you if I don't want to. This lesson was taught to me by a little girl in the mall one day. And so she was with her mom and um, somebody came up and talked to her mother. And she was like, why, why aren't you speaking to her? And the little girl looked at the woman up and down. And I was like, that's my. We would have been friends as kids. And she just refused to speak. And so the mother apologized and she said, <laughs> after she walked away, she was like, well, what, what, what was wrong there? Like, why didn't you speak? You're supposed to be nice to people. She was like, I didn't feel like I should have been nice to her. She was like, she was saying mean things and I didn't like it. So therefore I wasn't going to speak to her. Mm. And in that moment I was like, hmm. I don't really have to be kind to people. I can just refuse to give my energy away. And so that's what I'm doing, right? I, I am recognizing that everybody doesn't deserve the energy that I'm about to give. And, and this goes even deeper. I, this is a, probably another lesson. This might be a whole nother session. So stop me if I get too far in. I think back to family interactions and as a kid, we don't really get the option of whether we want to like or engage with our family. Like we are taught and we're told how to interact with our family. There's individuals that I have seen take advantage of the family pass to mistreat and be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as a kid, I would see this and I'm wondering like, why are we still being nice to this individual? Like, they just blatantly disrespected and did like should have got punched in their face when they said whatever they said, but yet you still inviting them over to places. I, I, that was troubling for me as a kid. And now as an adult, like I don't have to deal with that. Like you're rude. You're disrespectful just because your family doesn't mean I like you. Right. Just because your family doesn't mean that I have to interact with you. Family's the only reason I ain't punched you in your face, but that doesn't mean that I have to let you in my space. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I decline invitations all the time. Sometimes I don't even respond family or not, because I know that somebody's about to catch these hands because I still haven't forgot the last time you got disrespectful. 
Ron, I have gotten so much heat for not going to family reunion. Uh, so, okay, what we call that social obligation. I don't so, have those. social obligation, man. I don't have for those. Real. I don't. You and know? so, how did you navigate that conversation? Yeah, like, what? Like, did you just go dark? I would see. I would just would have went dark. Checked out. Well, we were in person. This literally just happened. My mom's side has a family reunion every year for three days on Labor Day weekend. I think it's rude that we got to go to the Eastern Shore of Virginia, which a lot of people probably don't even know where that's at, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And so we got to go there every year for three days on Labor Day weekend. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to. And so I said, when my grandmother passed, I was not going to any more family reunions. Well, oh, they must didn't hear me. They must didn't hear me because I, the, I was the only going on. The mic wasn't on. They heard you. <laughs> So I didn't go last year because of the pandemic. Like, you know, we, it was really like, I don't know how y'all living. I don't know. I don't know. Then this year I was like, nah, I'm going to go to Cabo instead. <laughs> like, I don't want to go. Hey man, that's Cabo a, that's a fair trade off. I see what For you mean. Cabo you over cousins. Out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. You get that at a game recognized game shop. <laughs> at one of my cousins my cousin who typically does my hair for the promos um raw folks who's you know doing people on tv hair and all the good stuff but we were at his baby shower and one of my cousins was like so why you didn't come to the family reunion i was like whoa that came out of nowhere like you still holding on to that let that go and we were around like a bunch of other cousins and i was like what do i do (laughs) and i told her i said look i love you all really i do However, I choose not to come to family reunion every year, Labor Day weekend, because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I only did it, even as a kid, because I had to. Yeah. And because <laughs> my mom was there. And as I got older, when I got to college, she would guilt me. And then when I got a job, she would guilt me even more. And I was like, look, lady, I'm coming for you, but I'm coming every other year, even when she was alive. And so... And it wasn't, and, it, and I had to explain to the group because then it was like, well, why are you not coming? <laughs> and it was like, it's not that I don't love you and I don't like spending time with you all. It's too much for me. Mm. It's too much time with a bunch of people. I'm an only child. I think they forget that because the family is so big. I'm used to being and walking solo. And all of them always asking me, why are you not married? Who, which, what you doing? Where are you living? Why are you not doing and doing? I don't have the mental capacity to survive that for three days straight, all day, all night long, staying in cabins with them. It just doesn't bring me joy. And the, I the, doing the tradition, the tradition <laughs> is you in front of a firing squad. Yeah, what kind? Of, who, who wants that tradition? Nobody. And like, <laughs> I stopped doing shit that stopped serving me a long Come time on. ago. Come on, that's and good. This is one of those things. Yo, on your you Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Labor Day weekend, and you get. That's and you getting an inquisition? Oh, come on, man. Plus the Monday. And then no, I'm always man. trying to explain to a cousin who's really more like an uncle that I'm not a lawyer. I'm like, who told you I went to law school? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And why are you still doing illegal stuff, right? <laughs> 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 let's talk about that. Spotlight off me, sir. Like, man. let's talk about why you're still this age, still doing illegal shit. It's because it's tradition. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's, that's no, but I, I feel you. I, I feel you. And originally I um this is another lesson, right? Originally I kind of felt bad 
because, right, I don't do social obligation. You can't guilt me into going somewhere because chances are what I was originally thinking is what I'm going to experience. And then it's going to be worse because now I have regret because I didn't follow my instinct to begin with. Um, so I no longer, I know you can't guilt me right into social obligations. I don't do that. And then I don't explain what I give you is a present, right? You don't ask me for something that I don't willfully give. And that's either my time, my temple, my talents, and my treasure. If I'm not offering it, don't ask for it. And so therefore, if I show up and you'd be like, oh, well, why didn't you come to last year's family reunion? I'm working on myself because what I really wanted to say to one cousin that asked me this was, and it was real petty, y'all, pray for me. I was like, same reason you ain't paid your child support for last year. (laughs) Right? But if I say some petty shit like that, I'm out of line. But no, I'm like, no, people are out of line for, people feel that they are entitled to information that hasn't been freely given to them. Where I was, why I wasn't here, ain't none of you. If you don't, if you have to ask, therefore it wasn't meant for you to have. Right. And so I, I stopped explaining myself a long time ago. I give people enough information. I'm not sitting asking, answering all your questions. Um, I don't want to care. I don't want to know that bad brother Jay. I don't really care. Right. But like you alive, you good. Yeah. If, yeah. And if, if, if it don't have nothing to do with me, I'm, I'm at a point now like, Hey man, I, but see, everybody ain't like you. And yeah. they also think going back to that family past, people think that they can say whatever the hell they want to say to you. That part. Yeah. Right. And then when they realize that I'm no longer little Ronnie, right. Or little Ryan, Ryan, right now, now I'm going to check you where you stand. Now, now I'm the rude nigga, right? Now I'm now I'm a twelve letter cuss word because I just checked you for coming or at me incorrectly. So, um, being kind to others it, that's something that I had to unlearn, um, and then disappointing others. I am a natural um, one of my one of my spiritual mentors told me that I am a healer, and you attract things that need healing. I, just, I looked at him. I was like, but I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> he was like, you don't have an option, son. This is who, who you are. It's like, okay. But then he said, you also have this thing where you naturally want to help people solve their problem. And when people come to you with a problem, you instantly want to help them get out of that space where they're not feeling well. But when I don't have the capacity and I tell people no, right. They are, they're disappointed. And I used to hate that. Now I don't give a damn. It's not, mm-hmm. now it's like, no, Mm-mm. no. Or, well, why didn't you show up? I really wanted you to be there. I, I, I confirmed my absence when you asked me if I was coming initially. Right. At that point, like that ends the conversation. I even sent a gift. I didn't have to, but you know, I sent a gift. Happy birthday. Right. I, 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 I am no longer taking on things that people are projecting or deflecting onto me because they haven't handled the trauma that they're dealing with. I refuse because a lot of the stuff that weighs us down, we weren't meant to carry it to begin with. Right. And so that even that, that forced me to change my language. If Kev says he's having a bad day, I don't say, I'm sorry, you're having a bad day. Cause I didn't do anything to, to, to 
for the bad day. His bad day. Right? right. You know, I will say it's unfortunate that you're experiencing this. How can I how can I support you? Right? And I had to I had to start being mindful of how I express my condolences to people. 2020, people were as as Medea said, people was dying and they never died before, right? 2020 was a year of tragedy. And I caught myself saying, I'm sorry for your loss. Right before I said it, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm saddened that you had to experience this, right? I'm extending my condolences, but I had to be real mindful of the words that I was allowing to come out of me because that's what I was going to get back into me. Mm. Right. Even when I say, or I, I get on my nephew all the time when he wants to apologize, his mom was like, tell him you're sorry. I said, no, say that you apologize and tell him what you apologize for. You are not a sorry individual, right? Cause words mean things. And so just being very intentional with how I show up and the words that I speak because words have power and words can create action. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a boomerang effect to come after me, right? If I, if I release that, I'm sorry into the universe, guess what? The universe is going to respond to what I just said. Mm-hmm. So that, that, those are some of the, some of the lessons top of mind that, um, that I have been unlearning, have been working to unlearn, but, um, there's several others, but I'm a yield. I'm a yield to the rest of you all for right yeah. now. <laughs> he was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> felt like felt like he was dropping a a hot thirty two. Keep going, son. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going, son. <laughs> I, I yield. I yield. <laughs> but I, I but to, so to your point, to a lot of your points, and Shantae, what you mentioned before. Like how how did you how did you come to the conclusion that you needed to unlearn it? Like what was the catalyst? I would say, um, so I do a whole lot of relationship coaching. And um in that, I was learning a lot about myself when I was seeing things that I was like, ooh, ooh, let me make sure I Mm, I've heard that story before. Oh, I was told that as a kid too. Let me write this down because I need to revisit this later by myself because this this shit can't matriculate into this. This I can't, right? And I think it's just small things that I was seeing and I wanted to make sure that I also wasn't showing the things that I was seeing, right? Like um, one of my couples said something the other day and I was like, not having boundaries with your family and your relationship. And she was like, yeah, uh, you know, I gave my mom the key and she comes over whenever she wants to. And he goes, you gave your mother what? I was like, ooh, you didn't tell me. Mm. And I was like, ooh, so let's what do we have to like unlearn here? She she said, you know, my mom can come and go as she pleases. And he says, yes, in her house. And I was like, ooh, <sighs> let's talk. <laughs> let's like let's talk. And so she had to unlearn that. Mom has access to everything because right for she was 37, 37 years of her life. Mom had access to everything because of their relationship. She didn't have any boundaries with what didn't, what wasn't shared with mom. And so now that you are creating this relationship, that was, that was some stuff that she had to unlearn. And so when I'm notating some stuff in my sessions, I'm just like, Hmm, what are some things that, you know, I need to start unlearning that may show up 
you know, as a maladaptive behavior within a relationship. And I think that's what got my head going. Or when I'm seeing things, I'm like, mm, where did you get that from? Let's revisit that. Not saying that the lesson was bad, right? Because everything that everything that is given to us teaches us something. So I don't want to erase the lesson. I just want to go back to the time where I was taught it. And I want the supplemental stuff as well, right? Like, it's the thought that counts. Do you Were you told that as a kid? Like, oh, it's the thought that counts. If I, Kevin, if you tell me you're allergic to peanuts and I buy you um, a Snickers bar. Nigga, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> what are you doing? Right? You're still supposed to say thank you because it's the thought that counts, right? Oh, man, I want to go. Call 911. So Where's then, my EpiPen? Right? So now it's like, mm, the lesson was... It's the thought that counts, but what are the conditions? It's the thought that counts when I am the, like the, the center of the thought, not the afterthought, right? And we can't, oftentimes a lot of the lessons that we were taught as children are sometimes used as weapons to get us to do certain things. Very manipulative, right? Well, it's the thought that counts. So basically you, you forgot it was my birthday. You pass the store, you just grab something, put it in the bag, and I'm supposed to be thankful because you thought of me. Got it. Right? And so that that forced me, things like that forced me to go back and revisit when I was taught these lessons and like, hmm, this is the main idea. Now give me some of the details. Y'all remember that from elementary school, main idea, details. Like, give me some of the details so I know when to apply this lesson because this can't be applied in every life situation yeah i mean because like when we first started talking about like what the conversation was about for today right it was in my mind i was like hmm right because every lesson has an opportunity even if even every interaction is an opportunity regardless if it's the best interaction ever Mm -hmm. right there's an opportunity there because like i think about risk risk has you know opportunities in them and so like when, even when you were talking about <clears throat> it's the thought that counts, like even if you go back to every time somebody <laughs> gave you a, a sorry ass thought, come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> like how did it really count? Right. What was the opportunity there and what did you learn going forward and how are you going to continue to move? Right. So like when people, um, I have a lot of clients that want to work on growth mindset and they're like, oh, I'm taking all these classes. Okay. Well, what you doing with the information? And it's the same concept, right? So we're talking about lessons that need to be or should be unlearned, but how are people and us included going to actually apply it and moving forward so that like Kevin, you have a son and, you know, Ron, you have nephews and, and nieces and the kids, right? And so how are we making sure that they understand different lessons with context and understanding how to manage their energy and moving forward? Because I don't want your thoughts. That part. That part you can keep. I don't want it. Especially it's like a penny with a hole in it. Didn't somebody tell us that? Hope, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think it's it's all in. People will manipulate a situation so that they will be seen as the victor, not the like the the aggressor, right? Like, and I've seen so many things just labeled as this, and but like that's not what they meant when they said that, like. You you tried that. Oh, well, you know, you got stick by family, but you you knew he was wrong. I, I, prime example. 
I remember uh, one of my friends in college, her mom would come and visit and we just so happened it was a group of friends. We would always be together when her mom popped up on campus. So her mom kind of like adopted us. So whenever she came in, she wanted to have family dinner. She took us out to dinner somewhere and we, we, we did things as a family. So, um, we got all got invited back to a family reunion and we're driving. It's about a nine hour drive. So we driving. Um, and then my friend who is driving at the time, she says, okay, cool. Let me change the name of the story. Um, my uncle Larry is going to be, no, cousin Larry is going to be at the reunion. I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, what's up, cousin Larry? Right. You know, like, yeah, I can't wait to be like, not sure. But then something was like, mm, ask some questions. I said, well, why are you telling us about cousin Larry? And you haven't warned us about any of your others. And she's, she gave us some backstory. Long story short. Cousin Larry probably shouldn't have been invited to any other family functions after he did what he did 16 years ago. So when we get there, all the guys in the car, we ready to punch Uncle Larry, uh, Cousin Larry in his face. And I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> you just told me what happened. I didn't experience it. No one in the car experienced it. It happened to someone that you're telling us about. And once we met that person and then we met cousin Larry, like on site, as soon as Larry gets out of his car, I'm punching him in his face. But right. Well, why is Larry still invited to cookouts? Oh, well, you know, he's family and you know, his mom is the matriarch of the family and she wanted all her. No, tell her to do that shit at her house. Why would you allow him to come and still like, be an ever-present reminder of the trauma that was inflicted so many years ago. But we heard, you know, family got to stick together. Oh, that's your cousin. And, or one thing that I hate, especially within the community, black community is, oh, well, you know, that's just such and such. That's just how they are. No. <laughs> that's, that's, that's. There's one in every family. <laughs> that's, and sometimes it's multiple, right? Oh, well, you know, they don't mean no harm. That's just, that's how they been. The problem is it is harm and they may not know that it is harmful because they're operating through the harm. Right. And so it's like, why is cousin Larry still invited to these things? Oh, well, you know, family got to stick together. No, no, no. Cause family didn't stick together when he violated family 16 years ago. Family didn't stick together. Then he family didn't mean nothing in the moment of the violation. Right. Oh, well, you know, you got to turn up. No, I don't have to turn the other cheek. Jesus did. I'm not Jesus striving to be like. But I'm not there yet. Don't worry about it. You never going to get there. See, you ain't never get there, man. That part. See, I mean, you just see, never going to get there. I had to unlearn that. I had to unlearn that. <laughs> I never, I, I'm not I'm, I'm never going to be there. Never going to be there. Yeah. So it's like so I ah, we could man. There's so many things that that could just open how even with religion. Things are weaponized to get us to do certain things. I think of even relationships where you have the the man in the house that's, you know, uh, the Bible says, wives submit to your husbands. It also says husbands submit to your wives, right? So it's like, it's not this one thing, my, uh, my road, my rules, my way. Like, that's not how this works. And so there, there's a lot. And I think we as a people, there's a lot more topics of conversation that we need to start having at family reunions. Somebody posted that the other day. Um, 
Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, uh, one of my homeboys posted this on uh, on one of his stories. And um, the quote is, I grew up Christian and considered myself a Christian, but there was substantial unlearning I had to do outside of church to see beyond the traditional constructs of the religion to form a personal and authentic relationship with God. Yes. I think there's a lot of people out here that are battling that right now and trying to unlearn things. Cause if you notice, you know, it's, well, you know, I, you know, I ain't religious. I'm spiritual though. <laughs> How many times have you heard that over the last two years? And, and not typically say, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I you ain't, ain't religious. I'm spiritual. You though. ain't got nothing beyond that line. Tell me more. <laughs> God know my heart. God know my heart. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and go to church <laughs> but I love the Lord he heard my yeah. cry tell me more amen <laughs> yeah I, I I think I think what's really troubling is that if we are not careful we are passing on these um, moments of miseducation to the next generation and Kev, you know, you hear me say this all the time, even with trauma, right? If you don't transform it, you transfer it. And a lot of the things that we are dealing with is trauma that we haven't healed from, right? Aren't given the attention to heal from. And I had to check someone the other day, like, what are you doing to heal from your previous relationship? You out here thotting and bopping, trying to get chose for another relationship. Have you successfully healed from your previous one? And her response was time heals all wounds. I said, false. Nah, time, <laughs> time, nah, and, time and treatment yeah. <laughs> heals all wounds, right? Even yeah. if you leave a cut to do what it's supposed to do, you have to eventually clean it. You have to treat it, right? It can't go untreated. Because that's when the infection happens. Yeah, then you gotta cut your hand off. Yeah, yeah, and now, now dark clouds. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It, yeah, yeah, and, and that's then, true. And that's what happens, right? And so it's like things left untreated cause even more problems and troubles than what the original offense was. And so time doesn't heal all wounds. That's something that we put put a pin in that, right? We come back to that next next year. But time doesn't heal all wounds. Time and treatment does. Right, I didn't say therapy because everybody don't want to go to therapy. So just get treated for your trauma. Get go go to triage so they can assess the level of severity for your trauma. Because it may not require therapy. Maybe you just need to go lay down somewhere, or maybe you just need to remove yourself from the toxic environment and detox. Whatever it is, right? Time and treatment help heals those wounds. And and I think, I think we we. There's a lot of individuals that need to add the second T because you got people who it's been 30 years and time still ain't healed that wound yet. Yeah. I think TNT. That, TNT. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get your t-shirt. The game recognized game shot. Well, time and, time and treatment. Time, time and heals all wounds, but not alone. Not alone, you need treatment. TNT, you need the treatment. Well, and I think that that's real, though. Like, so one of the things that from 2021 for me is that I realized that I couldn't solve Mm. some of my own issues on my own, right? And I had to reach out to my community differently. And not just my coaching community, but my friend community, right? Like, 
Kevin, you know, I was on your phone and on your couch, like, I need help. <laughs> and it was a lot, lot, lots of tequila to go around. Lots of tequila. Time treatment and tequila. <laughs> and tequila. Triple T's. Triple T's. Right? And I'm just like, yo. But it was so important for me to remember that, like, I don't have to do this alone because mm. I built this community around me. And if people are upset because I didn't show up to their party or today, whatever, and they're not asking me what's going on with me. I need to sit back and stop for a second. And am I the one that's always texting you first? Say, how you doing? Oh, what's right. up? That's because right. at the end of the day, like relationships, regardless of who you in them with, is a two-way street. So what the hell are you doing to support me as I am constantly considering you, mm-hmm. right? And so it's something for me that I had to get really comfortable with to say, I don't want to. Yeah. And I don't need you. And I might love you, but I don't need you in this space and in this moment with me. Right. And if I'm going through something, I don't need you to ask me a hundred questions that don't have anything to actually do with me, but more so that you get the information that you want so you can walk away and have whatever conversation you yeah. need. To have. There's a mm-hmm. difference between mm-hmm. curiosity and concern. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that as a culture, we get in a habit because of reality TV telling all of our business but yet not telling the parts that actually matter because we only mm-hmm. telling it from a little small lens yep. and a little small piece of the story but what the hell happened for the rest of the stuff yeah. Yeah. right and so if we are being real and everyone everybody want to be real and keep it 100 and tell the whole damn story yeah. so that you can actually shine light on what it is that needs to be healed and what the time it's supposed to be healing right and you know go get you some tequila because costco hey, got some good stuff but, I, but <laughs> we're gonna stick in the, in the t the t the letter t theme or go the theme of letter t go for it it's like it's like the TikTok videos, man. Like, you know, goodness well, these old people that's up there, because there's too many old people on TikTok. Y'all need to unlearn that. But that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but, you know, damn well, these old knackers is on TikTok. They ain't putting their first take on TikTok. They don't practice their little stupid ass dance about 30,000 times before they put the one that look halfway like it's supposed to. And they kids is holding the damn camera phone up, laughing their ass off the whole time. Like, oh, look at my dumb ass daddy and my dumb ass mama. Just look at them. Just look at them. But yeah, they're not putting they're not putting the the thirty thousand the thirty thousand takes before that one on on the platform or when they sprung the damn ankle trying to do a soldier boy dance. They're not putting that on TikTok. Fair, yeah. And I to to Shante's point, I. I I pray that my friends haven't received me as a cold-hearted individual. I pray. And if so, I pray that God touched their hearts and revealed that my true intentions was not to be a cold-blooded somebody. But I, I had to get to the point where I recognized that everybody doesn't want to be fixed. Because when you're broken, you get attention. Think about the clock that's broken. How many times are people going to point out that the clock is wrong? And so if as soon as I put the batteries in the clock, people ain't going to say too much about the clock now because the clock is doing what the clock's supposed to be doing. But I had to check a few people who are no longer in my circle um, because they kept coming to me with the same problem. And I said, ah, ah, you you got one time to come to me and we talk about it. Right. Are we in solution mode or are we inventing mode? If we're in solution mode. 
and we've created this, this strategy or ideas for you to get out of this dark place that you're in, but you have yet to move your feet. You no longer have access to me to talk to me about your problems. And Kev, we said this once before, right? Your problems ain't my problems. Mm-hmm. Even within a relationship, you have to be very clear. Like, yeah, we in a relationship together, but your problems aren't my problems. I'm here to help you when you want it. Right. I'm here to help like to stand by you. Not hear me when I say stand by, not stand in because they're still not my problems. Right. If you need help, I, I'm, I'm throwing out my arm. If you're getting weak, I can make sure you don't fall. But a lot of these things people don't want to get fixed or they don't want to heal from because they feel as if they won't get attention. And I know mm. everyone's not going to receive that the way that is intended. And it's perfectly fine. But I told my client once before I said, listen. This is the eighth session that you are still talking about the problem you put on the intake form. At this point, I'm just taking your money and I don't give refunds. So let's talk about something different and how we're going to be better. Because next week, if you're like, I'm ending the contract, if we're still having this discussion, because you don't want to be healed, right? You want to keep getting the attention of others because like you're wounded and, Look at me. I'm hurt. Effie, we all got pains. Isn't that what they said on Dreamgirls? Well, not Effie. <laughs> get, your, get your healing is greater than attention t-shirts at the, at the GRG shop. Check it out on the website. All the merch is popping. All the popping merch for 2022. Right? Like, Effie, we all got pains. And so, like, you got to move your feet. In order to get to your destination, you have to move out of your origin. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, yeah. they, they just want to stay where they're at. And that's fine, but don't expect me to stay with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friend, family, I or foe. Listen, <laughs> starting with friends and family. Those yeah. Two yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things, like, when you were saying that, that popped in my mind was, uh, and I said I was going to write a blog about it because the you talk about unlearning, like, I'm my brother's keeper or I'm mm. my sister's keeper. No, I'm not. You're your own keeper. I'm your supporter mm-hmm. and I'm here to help you however mm-hmm. I can help you. But what I'm not about to do, don't lay your burdens on me. That's not what the Lord said. He said, <laughs> lay your burdens on me. Say, pick up uh, your own cross and bear it. Yeah. <laughs> bear ye. Where it says, bear ye one another burdens. Hold on, Jesus. You just said you was the heavy load sharer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> But I mean, I think that, and I, I mean, I remember hearing that so much in college mm-hmm. where I was just like, no, that don't feel right. Stop coming to me with all your shit. Mm-hmm. I got my own stuff to yeah. go through, you know? And so, and not to say that, and, and that was one of the reasons why coaching was really important to me is because people kept coming to me to fix stuff and I'd be ready. Let's do it. All right. And then they would come back with the same shit. And I'm like, mm. you ain't going to keep wasting my time that part. because- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here for that. I gave you free time to help you with something that you said you needed help with. And so when I started coaching, I realized that it wasn't about me fixing them. It was about them coming up with their own solution on how they want to move forward with whatever it is. And if you aren't in a space to receive it and to move forward, then what we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Dancing. That's what we're doing. Dancing. We're doing the tango. We're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, then, and I don't know how to tango. So we're not doing that. Fair. We to go. <laughs> fair. We're not doing this uh, back and forth two-step. Like, yeah, and, the coach don't play the game. Oh, never that. The, co- the coach is on the sideline. That's good. 
That's good, Kev. That's good. That's good. And and that's the and that's I think that's the reality of the situation is that individuals. One of my clients wanted me to do the work. I said, I'm sorry. Right. You come to the session. Mm -hmm. My job is to help you think about things that's in your blind spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, well, what would you do if you were in a situation? I'm not in that situation. So therefore I can't tell you what I would do. Well, hypothetically, hypothetically, I'm not right. But what we can do is talk about how you got put into the situation. Another thing that I had to start asking individuals, even in my personal relationships, it's funny because people will come and tell you what everybody else did in the situation. <laughs> and they would leave out what they did. Mm-hmm. And so one of my coaching questions is, okay, now what role did you play? Yeah. Cause we can't get to the solution until you tell me all of the story. Well, why yeah. did, I don't, I don't really want to know why they re- said what they said or did what they did. What permitted them to think that behaving this way was acceptable? What did you do before that? Cause you just wasn't sitting right. there silent. Because if you were, you wouldn't have been involved, right? So let's talk about what was your role. And a lot of people don't want to talk about their role. They don't want to admit that part of the reason that they are where they are is because of the decisions that they've made. They don't want to admit that "Mm, my last few relationships ended probably because I wasn't willing to unlearn some things. Or because I was taking advice from uh, my auntie who ain't had a man since 1983. Oh, damn. Yeah, hmm. always. Oh, I, just, I ain't got no cup around. <laughs> Reagan, Reagan, Reagan was president, right? <laughs> right, like you ain't had a Goodness man since, gracious. and now, now you giving out free advice to your nieces. Oh, this is how you keep a man. No, I need you to show me, not tell me. Ooh, actions speak louder than words. They Ain't do. That what the people say? Th- that's yeah, what they man. say, right? And so, like, so as we're nearing the close, what are some things that? can help people unlearn lessons? Like what do you, what would be some advice to help people to unlearn or maybe not necessarily unlearn, just add the details to the main idea? You got to be uncomfortable, man. Mm. You got to be uncomfortable. And because if you're accustomed to doing the same thing, then you're in a zone where you're not putting yourself in a space to unlearn. And so a lot of it has to do with, oh man, um, oh man, uh, a coworker really, really has been irritating me and getting on my nerves the last year or two, right? Jeez. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, you know, I want to be respectful of my coworker, but the coworker's actions are impeding on the ability to get projects done and for us to get to the bag what we really supposed to be doing right and you know you want to be nice about it but you being nice about it or tiptoeing around the situation or the conversation you're stressing yourself out even more so you have to be comfortable you know perhaps having a difficult conversation or perhaps um, establishing boundaries or perhaps speaking up when you know the co-worker is really doing something that you either don't agree with it's annoying you it's 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 all of the above, you know. Well, if you see something, say something. Mm, come on, man. But you on. have to, right? But you have to you have to be willing to put yourself out there to be uncomfortable in order to do so. And I think a lot. I think that's really why um, 
why a lot of conflict doesn't get resolved, mm. why the divorce rate is high, why, you know, we're in this kind of um, society where, you know, you either have one opinion or the other because nobody wants to be comfortable enough to uh, see the other side of a story or to be vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I might not have all the answers. I might not be right because everybody's perfect and everybody has the answers yeah. and everybody's a, and everybody is a thought leader subject matter expert guru founder it's like yo how are you a founder of something and you you don't make any money Ouch. right it's tight like but how, it's right <laughs> you know how, how are you how are you a founder of something or a principal in something if you haven't put skin in the game to be a principal mm-hmm. or a partner right mm-hmm. And I think I think Shante, you you said something um, earlier, um, like with social media posts, people leave out steps. Yeah. Step one in this in this conversation, you need to be uncomfortable. Step two, yo, know, you need to have a plan and some discipline that you're gonna stick to, because you got to stick with it. Like I said before, the, the goals and things that I set forth at the beginning of 2021, I haven't finished them. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know what happened. I know what went wrong. I know what needs to be done differently. If I need to take a pause for the cause and an intermission to regroup and figure it out and attack it again for 2022, then that's what I'm going to do because the assignment isn't finished. And see, mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you go through those steps, then you have this uh, ability to understand what your assignment is. Yeah, A lot of people don't understand, understand the assignment. assignment. Yes, sir. A lot Come of people on. don't yeah. understand the assignment. Come on, Kev. Yeah. Right? But when you have clarity around what that assignment is, then you understand, well, man, the goalpost is still the goalpost. This is the, the direction that I need to go in. And yeah, it's going to be bumps, bruises, challenges, people that's going to piss you off. And you, you got to be able to maneuver. Yeah. Or you know, you closing out 2021 and you going into 2022 with a new, a new, a new New Year's resolution, right? Something that might be a little easier, something that might be a little easier, less stressful, but it's not going to get you to what you originally desired mm-hmm. in 2019, 2020, 2021. Yeah. And so I think people need to stop uh, kidding themselves and BSing. You know, that's part of it too. Like, it's like a cold dose of reality that needs to happen. Like you had you we have to we have to unlearn reality. Yeah. Because yeah. reality is 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 screwed up right now. We gotta unlearn, you know, this kind of 24-hour media cycle, this 24-hour post social media cycle. You know, black black Twitter gotta chill for a little bit. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny as hell, but black black Twitter gotta chill a little bit, or we can't invest a lot of time and energy in you know what's trending mm-hmm. and i think like that's part of the problem too that you know you either unlearn it or not if you don't unlearn it then hopefully you have a, a, a unique skill set to maneuver around it i don't like you brother jay i need to cut the phone off sometime yeah or i need to stop talking to people sometime or i need to get off get off of uh television or the streaming services and just sit and 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 think and reflect like that quiet, yeah. that quiet space is very, very important. Yeah. Very important, man. And so, you know, those, those would be some of my tips, man. Cut out the BS, be real with yourself, be uncomfortable, and understand what your assignment is, man. 
Because if you can't do that, then you're going to be in the same situation next year. Yeah, and the year after. And, I, and you know, I'm not, I'm not preaching to, to um, say that I'm better than anybody because I'm not. These are just lessons that I learned from my, my damn self. Yeah. You know, going, going, go, taking jobs because maybe I didn't understand my assignment. Or, or or staying mm-hmm. staying in a, a particular environment because I didn't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I w- I was comfortable, mm-hmm. but I wasn't living in what my what my mission and what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm comfortable, it feel it feel it feel good. I'm nice and cozy and warm when my ass need to be out doing road work out in the freezing cold because that's part of the assignment. Mm. That we gonna put a pin in that that understanding the assignment because that woo, yeah. that'll preach mm. hey man, we, yeah, you know, man. I, I i keep i keep a look i keep a few dots in my bag Come when on, i can son. you know what i'm saying Come on. yeah you know what i'm saying uh-huh yeah. yeah no and i think that that's so if i'm thinking i'm, I'm thinking of like the first thing because automatically my brain goes to like change management right and the first step in change is awareness and so in order for people to really be honest with themselves and to see what's going on, they need to realize who they are. And I feel like there has been a lot of searching for myself and a lot of things that are coming from my clients. So like in <laughs> one wise mentor once told me, you get clients that are working on things that you either already worked on, you currently working on, or you about to be working on. Mm, <laughs> and so, <laughs> And so it's like, okay, well, what's being attracted to me, right? And a lot of it is, well, who are you? And not who are you, in public but who are you who are you at your core and so when people start becoming aware of that then they can obviously say to kevin's point you know what i'm real comfortable and i like to talk about discomfort as a muscle right so we need to stretch it so that our our horizon and our band for comfort grows and so that that becomes bigger and so that we can get a little bit more plush in that space but in order to really make a change or whatever the intentions are, the resolutions are for the new year is to, and to unlearn some of the, the practices that have not served us, right? And how can they now serve us or are they no longer needed and put them off to the side of the memory, right? And what does that look like? It looks like being brave enough to say, this is who I am and this is how I want to operate. And with walking in that space, that's how people become really aware of what their assignment is and okay with walking in that path. Because a lot of times, to Kevin's point, people, self-included, taking jobs, not realizing why, but you know, more money, less stress, more stress, whatever it is. And it's like, this is still not fulfilling, mm. right? And there's this post that I posted on Instagram a couple of days ago, I don't know, I'm not that frequent, but whenever I posted it, it was talking about how um, the same people keep coming into your life because you, you need to learn a lesson yeah. and you hadn't learned it yet, yeah. right? And that. so many people hit me up on that and I'm like, this is random because usually they go quiet, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but so many people hit me up on there like, yo, I'm so sick to learn it trying to learn this lesson and be the same person and i'm like well you haven't learned your lesson take better notes <laughs> right <laughs> pay attention like, pay attention but now is your time people want to be in a reflective mode right now is the time to sit down and look okay so i've been having the exact same problem for the last 10 years mm-hmm. with 20 different people mm-hmm. i'm the common denominator but what's going on here mm-hmm. again that goes to that awareness right and once you're aware, you have the decision to make a choice. 
either to do something or not. When people say they tried, stop saying that. Go into mm-hmm. 2022, let and try go because try is an excuse. Mm-hmm. Let it go. You either are or you are not. That's it. Mm-hmm. You either do or you don't. That's it. That's it. Period. Right. And so going in to t- closing out 2021 and going into 2022 with the mindset of self awareness, right? And what am I here for? Mm. And how do I continue to make steps and be intentional about getting there? Because even if somebody doesn't fully understand their purpose, that doesn't mean that they're not moved to do things that feel more in alignment with who they are at their core. And then I'm going to get off my soapbox. That's good. That's good. And as you were saying that purpose and then Kevin, the assignment, one thing that Um, My mentor poured into me a long time ago. He said, understand that your purpose will always be greater than the assignment. And I just sat there. He said, because your assignment is only temporary. Your purpose is permanent. So don't get too bogged down. Like your assignment is never going to be greater than your purpose. It's going to be part of it. Right. But we get stuck. And I think if I were to give five, I'll just go five. You know, I like alliteration, so I'll do R's Um, and tips to unlearn. Right. I would say um, reflect on your beliefs. What is it that I believe? Why do I believe this? What encouraged or taught me to believe this? And then revisit the lesson slash revisit the classroom. Was I paying attention when the original lesson was taught? Because a lot of times we only take away what sounds good or feels good in the moment. And then revisit the space in which I was taught the lesson. Have you ever gone back to like visit your teachers after you left the school? Like, and you automatically, you get nostalgia and your mind goes back to the time in which you were there and you were originally were experiencing those things. Sometimes we got to go back. Sankofa, go back to get what we left behind because there's something that was very important within the lesson that we didn't get. Um, and then a lot of times, a lot of times we are, what, what we are exhibiting is the behavior of the child that didn't necessarily get the lesson that it needed. Mm. And so go back and reassure the child that it's okay. If this happens, it's okay. If, um, you don't always make everybody happy. It's okay. If, right. You don't, um, going back to the little girl in the mall, you don't have to be kind to everyone. It's okay if you if you feel like quitting and, and you you put your head down and you go to sleep. It's okay if you don't live up to other people's expectations, right? Being able to reassure the child because the child is the one that's constantly going to crave for attention. And as a and and it's okay to make a mistake. Absolutely. It's okay to disappoint yeah. others. It's okay to fall down as long as you examine the fall what made you fall and then you get up and then you teach others so they don't fall the same way you fail right so reassuring the child and then i will say reframing your thoughts Mm -hmm. what did that whatever like you're married to mentally start to reframe it um i can't do it all but i can do something right like no the grind doesn't have to stop but i can I have a moment to where I need to rest, right? Even a NASCAR driver has to pull into the pit stop. And so just being mindful, no matter how fast you're going, 
regardless of the direction you're facing, right? You eventually need to stop um, to recharge. And then I would say reset your boundaries. Once you relearn this lesson, once you unlearn the lesson and maybe learn something to substitute it with, now we have to set firmer boundaries. And then one thing that my therapist said to me is like, don't just set them, stand in them. And a lot of times we set boundaries, but we don't stand in the boundaries, right? What I said. Somebody just shared with me mm -hmm. is that you are the boundary. Yeah. So then you don't have to keep moving it and setting it. You're moving yourself and you're being who you are and you're being true to that. Yes. Right. And yeah. so being mindful of like, where do I want to place my feet? And if I say no, then let my no be no. And my yes is going to be yes. And nothing is going to deter me from what I've made the decision to be my answer. And I think that won't get you all the way there, but that'll get you, that'll get your engine run. Right. And so, um, yeah. and I think it's, I think it's something that we should constantly do. Like we should personally think about what are some things that I need to revisit. Maybe I went about this the wrong way. Now I'm not saying go back and revisit them old flames, right? Yeah. They want that old thing back. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is revisit your behavior and how you, how you carried yourself in that old season. Mm -hmm. Right, because it's very dangerous to put old wine into new, to new bottles. But but what I will say though, is that when you go revisit mm -hmm. how you showed up, don't reach out to them mm -mm. to ask them how did they see you. No, <laughs> because it opens up the door. It's too much. <laughs> Yo, that ain't none of your business. That's like, hey, whatever they thinking, however they see you, that ain't none of your business, champ. Ain't none of your business. Don't even worry about it, cause that's a that's a lonely road. That's, that, the lonely that's road. another that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are not Sook Sonic. We are not leaving the door open. Okay, it's revisit what I've done and like at this point, if you didn't get feedback back then, like don't go fishing for it then. Hey, if 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 they were smoking out the window when you left, <laughs> you probably shouldn't go back <laughs> to see if that door's still open. <laughs> Shout out to Sil <laughs> But yeah, so final final thoughts, right? We've given our tips. We talked about the lessons. Final thoughts as we are nearing the end of 2021 and preparing Man. for what we are praying is a peaceful 2022. Because Brother Jay, we tired. 21 can go with 20, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. <laughs> both of those, both of those, both of those brides can. <laughs> just go go and never come back. We we'll just put them both in a box and, and lock that box and wrap a big ass anchor around that box. Throw it in the ocean. And drop it in the middle of the Atlantic. Never to be heard from again. I'd be okay. Oh, Same place they dropped no. Saddam Hussein. Just upward, upward and onward for 2022. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I don't have the same uh, feeling for 20 and 21 that you do, Kev. Um, although I will say that I think while we're back outside, mm -hmm. that, that people should be cautious and not get caught up in the idea that we're fully functioning and fully operating because it's, it's always a likely considering what situation we've been in for the last two years almost, right? that things could go back to a way that felt uncomfortable and felt like it was a shock to people. Yeah. Right. And so 
like the things that were uncomfortable and that you dislike so much about 2020 and 2021, what can you do to help get your mind ready for whatever wonderful things are coming with 2022? Because you know, things come in three. So 2022 ain't about to look too different. Thank you so see, much. There for you it. go. See, I see I see I tried to just put everything in the ocean. <laughs> you trying to let it breathe, man. We don't want to let none of this breathe. We don't want to let none of this breathe. You don't want to let it, but it's happening. Mm. It's out of your control. Come on. We oh, talked about that I, earlier. Well, well, look, this we is the did. thing, right? This is the thing. I don't want to get another microchip upgrade. Give me like they need to like give me a car. Like upgrade me with upgrade my vehicle instead of I don't if I gotta take another damn booster shot of vaccine, man. I'm telling you, man. That's that joint, the next vaccine, the next vaccine better put uh, a million dollars in my bank account. Uh, well, with the economy, I don't think that's that's likely. See? See, that's why I'm trying to put it in the box, lock it up tight, anchor it down. But to your to your point, Shante, um, and I ain't gonna say no more, I ain't gonna say no more. To your point, I'd say how 2020 taught us to protect ourselves. But I don't think I don't think people got the message. Right? So going out with PPE and protecting yourself when going amongst others who you don't know how they've been living. And I think about that when we think about our dreams, our plans, and everything, like our personal details. Protect yourself when going around others. Those vulnerabilities that you know that you got, right? Protecting yourself, like put keeping your mask on. Everybody doesn't need to know your business. Socially distance yourself. I'm going to keep, I've been socially, Kev said it too. We've been socially distancing ourselves for a very long time. This ain't nothing new. Like I had no problem staying six feet away from people. Listen, six feet is probably like shorter than the distance. I want in between me and a couple other people, right? Like, so love wearing a mask on the plane. (laughs) That shit should have been in style. Should have been in style, man. I don't like smelling nobody breath, walk by air, none of sit down air. It's the best thing smoking. I love wearing a mask on the plane. Right. But just thinking about what benefits personal protection provided, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people were seeing this as a as a inconvenience mm-hmm. or a disruption. And many people didn't see this as a deliverance. Mm-hmm. Because a, sure a lot of things that are happening, right, is because we haven't been protecting ourselves. A lot of your gifts mm-hmm. haven't come to fruition because you haven't been protecting them. Come on. Giving them to Lottie Dottie and everybody. Right? Like, stop sharing all of your information to people that that aren't worthy of holding on to this information. There's some people I wouldn't even let hold my bike, more or less a thought. And now you're going to tell like some of the most intimate things that you have about yourself to individuals who like to snap Instagram story, TikTok, every aspect of their life. And you're wondering how people found out. So utilize that. When you got a mask on, when you got a mask on, they can't read your lips. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Right. But even still, yeah. Go ahead. But when you think about it though, right. So what you're saying in reference to sharing your thoughts and sharing your things, you're also taking from people those lessons that they have. 
And so now you've embodied them as your truth when they're not. And th- right. And then you have just, you know, it, now you are a carrier to something that wasn't meant mm-hmm. for you to begin with. Come on. And so in now, right, instead of you just going outside or running to the store, now you're running to the store with all the things or you come back from the store with all of the things that you didn't go to get because you didn't protect yourself. And so now yeah. you got all of this other information yep. that isn't helpful to you yep. because you didn't protect yourself. And so as we are nearing the end of 2021 and going into 2022, the mask mandate needs to still be in effect for your personal lives. Stay masked up, protect yourself at all costs and be mindful of the lessons that we are learning day in and day out. Mm. on that note nothing more to say nothing more to say <laughs> we we bid 2021 to do and we look forward to uh stepping our feet on the ground in 2022 if god say so your mouth to god's ears yeah, yeah. i'm gonna step into something whether as old folks say whether it's here or on the other side of zion <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them turn you to the mountain too. Soon. Oh well, listen. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying to stay listen, off that mountain. Listen, I am not the grand timekeeper. When it's my time, I got to go. Got to go. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I don't got a, 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 a. I got a few of summers in front of me than behind me, but I just hope I still got. I just need 30, 40 more summers, man. But 30 you know, or 40 more promise. summers. 30, 40 more summers, man. I, 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 ain't, I ain't have the best summer of my life. Yet. That's fair. That's fair. But, you know, listen, it's, it, if the pandemic has taught me anything, it's to understand that we are not in control. And once we yield, right, once we yield that false sense of control, then we can start and we can get in our groove. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sister Shantae, we so uh, thank you for joining us once again at this time of year to uh, do some reflection and some soul searching. And most importantly, um, having uh, a great dialogue and conversation. So we thank you so much for uh, my best shift podcast coming and kicking it with the boys this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear this because there's so many gems that were dropped. I'm like, I didn't have my pen with me, so I couldn't write anything down. So I can't wait till it till it drops so I can get those nuggets. All good. All good. Well, Brother Jay, always a pleasure. Absolutely. And to the man. village, you've just witnessed another edition of the Gang Recognized Gang podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. And we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Until next time, be light. Be light. <laughs>